I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are listening to Flop Culture, but not Flop Culture as you usually know it. This is a brand new bonus season of Flop Culture that I have tentatively titled Suckheads, a succession recap podcast for the fourth and final season of Succession. Every two weeks, myself and Owen Keane will be here chatting about the past two episodes events our current theories, who we think is going to come out on top, who we think might not survive the season at all. And I'm very, very excited. I really hope you enjoy it. Here is myself and Owen recapping The Monsters and Rehearsal, episode one and two of season four of Succession. Hope you enjoy. Owen Keane, what a pleasure it is to have you on the first and last ever season of Suckheads. The Flop Culture Succession Recap Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Manula. I think with a name like that, it can only ever last for one season. <laughs> I'm delighted to be here all the same. Like it's it's nearly too good. It's nearly too good. That's my... Yeah, it works on that's, some levels. Yeah, that's my logic anyway. Uh, we're two episodes into the season. How are you feeling? I'm loving it. Um especially after the second episode. I know that we're going to talk about both both the first and the second episode, but I thought that what, what we saw this week really just, I mean, cemented Succession's place as my favourite TV programme and something that's just so layered. Um, and I'm just completely swept up in it again. You know, I thought, you know, I've watched a few seasons. I've been obsessed with a few seasons this this year, like I mean, the White Lotus season two, Euphoria last year as well. But then succession just comes and it blows everyone else out of the water. Um, on so many different ways. It's just like the 
it, it, you laugh out loud. You're like, you're so confused at times. <laughs> um, you're just completely swept up in the drama of everything. It's like nothing else on TV. It's just, I totally, this rehearsal episode is just beyond, but we will get to it because we're going to talk about the Munsters as well, the opening episode. But before we get into the actual nitty gritty of what's going on with the Roys, and this might be a hard question to ask because obviously we watched the two episodes now and I know we talked about it a little bit on our episode of Flap Culture, (laughs) but what is your kind of working theory as to what is happening this season or what were you expect, what are you expecting to happen this season? Well, you, I remember we, we when we, we spoke before, we kind of said how oh, there's there's going to be a funeral this season. We, this is obviously the last season, so there's going to be a lot of, um, I guess, you know, a lot of the stories are going to be wrapped up and we're going to actually see if there is going to be any succession, as the title of the programme would suggest. <laughs> At the moment, I'm like, you know, I can just, I, I can't see how Logan loses this. And I guess that's the, the, the question is, is anyone going to succeed? Logan, and I still think that he has all the power. After watching the first two episodes um, and after seeing, you know, where everyone's, or getting an insight into where everyone's mind is at, you're still just kind of asking yourself, what the fuck are the kids doing? You know, it's just like they, it's it's like they're playing drafts and Logan is just playing chess. I still get that impression. And it mightn't be, that mightn't be what I want. I mean, definitely in season three, you know, I was so behind the kids. I really wanted them to to finally, you know, wrestle power from him and to shove him out. But then he did that final play. He used Tom and he betrayed Shiv and Kendall and Roman. And he, you know, he, he won the day at the end of season three. Um, and now I guess we're getting deeper and deeper into it. Um, but again, I can just, I just feel as if he always has the upper hand. Always. I, I don't know. Like it was, I was the exact same as you. I was really behind the kids, but going into the season, like ignoring what we've seen already, I was like, Logan is just infallible. Despite the fact, I don't mean this to come across as ageist, but the man is like, like falling into dust. Like when we met this man, he was on death's door. Like he was supposed to die and is coming back stronger than ever. Like, what is he drinking? Like, what is, what are Kerry's kisses made of? Because she has just, reinvigorated this man it's but now yeah I just I saw him kind of always having the upper hand and the kids always losing like I never I can't see any of them succeeding and I know there's like you you hear the fan theories of like Greg gets it all blah 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 and like there's still a there's still a part of me that thinks that but I feel like that comes more from the fans who are just like I love Greg Greg is funny and I think all of those things too but I just there's a part of me that just thinks they're not going to do that either. Do you know what I mean? That just seems a bit too, how do you get from A to B there? Like, Sure. I mean, yeah, that, that might be just a leap too far. Although Greg does have a very corporate haircut now, which I am very appreciative of. <laughs> My, when he comes on screen in episode two, I text you. I was like, this Lego haircut is doing things to me and I don't, and it shouldn't. And I don't know why he's so slick. The character transformation is insane. Honestly, but he, but he's also got like his Santro Pay tan. I'm like, this man means executive, you know. I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I was watching it. I was texting you yesterday as I was rewatching it. As I as I said, very dedicated to my craft. So dedicated. slash don't really understand all the references the first episode, so I need to watch it again to fully <laughs> to fully get what's going on. But when Greg came on screen, I was like, oh my god, setting him up, you know, to to for a power play, and then Tom as well. I think Tom definitely has been 
uh, you know, Tom is like the chosen one, which is so, I mean, I guess it just shows Logan how ruthless he is that he's going to forego his own daughter for her soon-to-be ex-husband. But I mean, he the way he dresses is way better. The way he looks is way better. It's almost as if the light is falling on him in a certain way. So, he's like, I mean, is, yeah, I mean, are there is there some bit of truth to those theories? I mean, I don't think Greg, Cousin Greg is not going to get it. I mean, no. that would be the biggest example of failing up that we've ever seen in our lives. But, uh, and maybe it would be a damning indictment into what, you know, corporate life is like that somebody like Greg can end up <laughs> ruling us all. But I think like uh, uh, Tom is someone that I see, you know, he's already shown his mettle. And remember, Logan was always like, you know, you need to show that you're an animal. You need to show that you're you're ruthless and you're willing to do things. Tom is willing to forgo his wife and to mm. betray his wife. He's he's shown that. And now he's taking advice from Logan on his divorce. Um, you know, he's divorcing Logan's daughter and Logan is advising him on how best to go about that. It's just insane. It's the layers. I don't know. And just like his playbook for everything that he's done with his past wives. Like it's just, oh, anyway, it's too good. Did you appreciate how when, when reference was made to, what's the name of the third wife? But I know, she's shopping in Milan forever. Forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the life I want. <laughs> she's cool. She has succeeded. You know? Like that doesn't sound bad. Like that's ah. if ever there was an advertisement for just like getting married to Logan, Marsh is it, I think. <laughs> um okay, let's go back to the first episode, The Monsters. We're back with uh the kids and Logan. It's a family very much divided. Uh the guys are trying to get together to come up with their own media company. They're pitching the hundred, which they describe as like masterclass crossed with X other things. It's just a total fucking disaster. And again, it shows their ineptitude when it comes to media. It shows they're not passionate about news. Like, this is very much uh, Logan's, like, ballpark. This is what he does. This is what he loves. Uh, And Logan is celebrating his birthday with all these people who he clearly hates. Kerry's there. Greg's there. Greg's brought a date, which he should not have done, as Kerry tells him and Tom tells him. Yes, and the date has brought a ludicrously capacious bag, which I think is the funniest way to describe anything ever. And I, also, I, I saw a tweet that it's like, you know, the Katy Berry song, Do You Ever Feel Like a Ludicrously Capacious Bag? Which had me laughing for so long. Like <laughs> I do feel like a ludicrously capacious bag all the time. Sometimes. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh exactly. my God. I get it. Just typical Greg. But again, we see Logan. I think it's so funny how like he always seems to have these celebrations or, you know, there's some you know, there's some party going on where he's surrounded by these people that we absolutely loathe. Um, and then it, eventually he breaks them, he uh, breaks breaks off and he goes upstairs with you know, the select few to discuss whatever gameplay or whatever deal is, is to be discussed. Uh, and I thought it was interesting to see who was in the inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. Like Tom, He's really relying on Tom quite a lot. He's really relying on Kerry quite a lot. Whatever she has done, either in the boardroom or in the bedroom. It's obviously had a very big impact on Logan. Um, and then the other ones, like the Carl, Frank, Jerry, they don't seem to be as prominent. These were like, you know, these were kind of his henchmen, the people who he could rely on in all the business deals before. But now it seems as if, you know, they're kind of taking a bit of a back seat. Uh, but again, it's, and, and as you say, then when we saw, when we get the three siblings who are kind of like the three musketeers, completely clueless when it comes to media, they wanted to, yeah, I loved how they described what was it, masterclass versus the economist versus the New Yorker. 
uh, versus something else. It just sounds like the worst. Like it's, Substack, Substack was the other one. Substack. Yeah, it's just like, but then I was reading, com- I don't know if you follow TV Scholar on Instagram. Uh, they're a really good writer about, like, it covers all kinds of TV, not just like prestige TV or whatever, but he's, they're obviously watching Succession as well. And like going into the comments of some of his posts are, they're all, it's always really interesting. And someone was saying, someone was basically countering that the kids are actually not stupid. Like they were kind of like, Roman's really scrappy, Kendall is ahead for numbers. And I was just like, do you agree with any of that sentiment? There's a part of me that's like, the scrappiness, yes. I, like I do think they are like smart people in a sense. But then in another sense, I wonder, is it just... Like they're not Logan in the, no. that other in that way that he is and the way that he approaches business. I I agree. I think that Roman definitely is very scrappy. But what happens with the kids is that they allow their emotions to take over. Mm. So you see the three kids. They have they have. I mean, they're about to set up something that's that is new that could really succeed. But then they see that there's an opportunity that Logan wants to buy this the liberal media outlet uh, PGM or whatever it's called. Pierce, yeah. Pierce, yeah, and that. Uh, this allows them an opportunity to fuck over Logan. And then they literally, they forget everything. They completely just, they disregard all their plans and they're going to funnel all their money into buying Pierce to piss off their father. And I think that's something when it comes like, as regards business acumen, whereas they could have gone down like, you know, this traditional, this route that was completely new to them that they could have, you know, broken off on their own and done something. They've just decided, no, we're just going to spend all our money and put all our, you know, put everything on the on this one horse. And the reason that they're doing it is because they want to piss off their dad because they want revenge for what he did to them at the end of season three. So I think I agree with you, like Roman is definitely scrappy and you notice that he's the one who's kind of like, I don't know, he's, he's a bit unsure about it. But Kendall and Shiv are now just completely driven by revenge. And I think that's going to be their downfall. But do you think Roman's unsure or was initially unsure because he like saw through the business or was it more that he's like, like desperate to reconnect with Logan and get back on that side? I don't know. It's that's the, I guess that's something we have to, yeah, you're right. Is he, does he kind of have a bit of sympathy towards his father? Does he still, uh, and we'll talk about it when we talk about season or episode two, you know, that he's the one who's still in contact with his father um, you know, is there, does his does Logan have some sort of control over him, and um, that the other two, because they've been betrayed to such a level that, that all those that the court has been cut, and um, I don't know, or or is it just that he realizes perhaps that you know from a business sense that it makes more sense to go back to his father to, tr- to go to the trusted uh, businessman because the other two are flailing and don't have a clue. Mm. You'd wonder then, is it setting up this season to be like? this is like where Roman is going to be massively fucked over because obviously we've seen like, you know, the Shiv and Tom betrayal last season. Like Kendall was obviously the big focus of season one into season two, I suppose, like being the eldest boy, R.A.P. Connor, even though he is still there, but him thinking he was going to be the successor. Poor Connor, poor, poor Connor. We'll talk about it. But they, I'm like, that makes me scared for Roman because I'm just, because you see him at the end of season three where he's like, and he's and Logan's like, what? You, what have you got in your hand? And he's like, I don't know, fucking love. And it's just this. You you can see Kendall and Shiv are kind of dead behind the eyes now, where they're just like, Logan has crossed us too far. There's no going back for us on a personal level. On a whatever, we're over that. Let's just fuck over Dad. Whereas Roman, I think, is still 
still has the candle burning for him a little bit. And that stresses me out because I love him so much. Oh, the Roman candle still burns. <laughs> I, feel, I just feel as if like, when I watch Roman and Logan together and their interactions, it's like watching a mouse and a cat. Mm. And, you know, the cat is kind of playing with him because it has such power over him, but eventually the cat will get bored and will destroy him. So that's the way I feel as if Roman is just kind of going into this lion's den with with uh, with his own father and his father will ultimately be the one who betrays him. I, that's just, that's just how I feel at the moment. But then maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Logan does see Roman as his true successor. Um, mm. And maybe that's why he's kind of, you know, he seems to have favoured him or and has seemed to pick him for, for other things. I, that I don't know. But then, so in the end, what did you think at the end of say, episode one, where the kids, the three kids have decided to put all their funds together and buy Pierce for 10 billion? And then at the end, Logan is like, well done and saying the highest number, you fucking idiots or whatever. Do you think, Logan was genuinely pissed off that the kids had usurped him or was it all a play and has he kind of, has he uh, dared them and ultimately succeeded in getting them to spend all their money, 10 billion on something that is worth far less? Oh, I, I thought he was annoyed. I Like in my opinion, but I just think it was like, he obviously never, or try not to show that. So that's why he was, and I, like, I do think they have paid too much. And I think even the kids know that. And that carries into season, or episode two, where it's like, we need more money. The the, the moving and shaking could get us more money for Pierce, that so we can revolutionize it, whatever else. What do you think? Listen, Naomi Pierce needs to have that money for her new hairstyle. <laughs> Those salons, that's, that salon is very expensive. She deserves that money. <laughs> she looks good. She, she looks... looks- God. She is in her ludicrously capacious bag. <laughs> I'm telling yeah, you. They need, they need the money for the haircuts and the excedrin for your one's migraines. Fucking hell. Exactly. Like, I love how Nan Pierce is just like, so this is the woman who owns Pierce and who has sold it for 10 billion. She's the kind of matriarch, the Logan of the, of the family. And mm. I, like one of the last images I have of her was, run, remember she was running after the car and she, she had been, you know, fucked over. She was another one of the victims of Logan. She is one. Look at her. She's in a vineyard. She's swanning around. She's wearing a very nice flowy top. Like, he doesn't look like a billionaire at all. And then her her granddaughter, who I think was an addict, now seems to be, as I say, doing very well, getting a new haircut. They're laughing. <laughs> They're in the Napa Valley. The gals always win. I want a spin-off where it's just like Nan and Marsha and they somehow get together and it's like, yeah, yeah. the gals stay winning. It's like the opposite of two broke girls. It's like two rich girls. <laughs> um, what, did you, what did you think of this stuff with uh, Shiv and Tom at the end of uh, episode one? Did you think they would, they were going to react like that? Like I was really surprised at how, there's a part of me that's ju- that just thinks like Shiv kind of never bought into Tom but I don't know if we've just seen her like cracking over the course of the show and kind of gradually revealing herself more. But that scene where they're just lying on the bed together and no one leaves and there's like no argument we had, but like it's dead as a dodo. Like it killed me in a way I wasn't expecting. You see, I, I was, I've kind of accepted the fact that their relationship is completely over. So I don't have this, you know, some people are as like, are like you and some of my friends I've spoken to are like, oh my God, I'm so upset at Shiv and Tom. It's finally over. And I was like, This has been over for months. Mm. Maybe that shows that I'm... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Maybe dead inside. <laughs> I just have no time for it. But I mean, I get it. Like, I think they're so, oh my God, they're such good actors. Shiv and Tom are just so good on this show. And a, a, a part of me, because Shiv is like my favorite of all the, of all the children. Mm. So obviously when I see her upset and see her betrayed, I, you know, I get that. That's difficult for me. <laughs> Look, as if I'm talking about these people, <laughs> as if I know them. You know? You're a close friend, Sarah Snow. You find that <laughs> yeah, hard exactly. to watch. Chris <laughs> is going to be listening to this and be like, oh God, we're going to be in this one. <laughs> He's crying over fictional characters again. We better put yeah. some time in the diary. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. But um, no, I mean, see, I just think what Tom did to her at the end of last season was so unforgivable that there's no way back. There's no recourse. But you don't think there's like any kind of admiration from her no. for the fact that he did it. So you don't, like, I think there's a little bit of that, but I do, like, I don't think that means there's a chance of reconciliation. Like, I think they're done, but I think she is like genuinely can't believe he had the balls to do what he did. Oh, may, well, maybe. Maybe she's impressed in some kind of macabre way about, what, about how we treated her, but I don't think she, I don't think she ever loved him. Oh. <laughs> Again, this really? is like, I need a glass of Pinot Grigio. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she ever loved him. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting very sex in the city, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. They never loved each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, we'll see how that goes because we go into episode two. Mm. The kids so are... So much better, I thought. Yes, way better. And I, I, there was one review that I read of this season uh, that said that this season is kind of a slower burn or takes like a little bit longer to kick off. Now, I will say we're only two episodes in and I st- obviously thought episode one was a great opener, but this is like, this is, if you're trying to convince anyone to watch Succession, like this is the example, like the writing is beyond so sharp, so funny great one-liners, great performances. The scene with Logan where he's on the floor in ATN, giving the speech, unbelievable. Even the scene before that where like Greg and Tom are like panicking because he's on the floor and Greg has all the one-liners about it's like, uh, it's like Jaws, but if it's if everyone worked for Jaws, incredible, yes. incredible. The karaoke scene, I think Alan Rock who plays Connor delivers like his best performance bar none. And I thought it was Absolutely. great to see that character because we've joked about him being sidelined and he has been consistently sidelined throughout the series, Mm. to actually see that and hear the impact of what it's been like to live under the shadow of the Roys. Like, just... I said this on Instagram. Perfect television. Lasered onto my eyes. This is the only... Like, one of the few TV shows where it's like, I'm not on my phone when I watch it because it's just... Like you, it's captivating, captivating. Well, I was, I was laughing because myself and my housemate Tommy watched, watched this episode on Monday evening and we were both found ourselves on our phones and then we had to like throw the phones across the room. We were like, no, we need to focus on this um, because it is, as you say, it completely captivates you. Yeah, no, I will say when, like when Sandy and Stewie turned up, I was, I obviously remembered who Stewie was, but I was like, who the, like, what, what's your one again? And she's like, oh, the dad's on the board. Okay, cool. Okay. Some other deal. Go Jomo, Jojo, Jojo. Jo. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Absolutely. I was like, we had to pause it. And I was like, Tommy, why are the kids mad at Logan? <laughs> I've gone from GD back to base. I was just like, wait, I'm so confused. What's the original sin? No, but um, like, 
whenever a board, whenever a stakeholder meeting comes up, or like a, whatever they call it, you know, those um, what are they called? The, the shareholder meetings. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! It's like I read again another tweet that said like these these meetings are to succession what regionals were to Glee. <laughs> They are the that is so good. everything else just like I'm like oh my god I'm so fucking excited um like what's going to happen at this point like, that's where we saw you know Kendall try and take over the company that's where we saw you know there's always been so many you know, the, the the dealings and yeah. you know the little alliances that break out and then as you say there's always Stewie always comes back Stewie always looks amazing I mean oh, you wore like in season two I'm still thinking about it. Chef's kiss, just very underrated. Doesn't get enough. Doesn't get enough shine, in my opinion. Just absolutely perfect, perfect. But then, and then also, then Sandy was there. So I, 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 I also got confused. I was like, who the hell is Sandy? And then I realized she's the daughter of a man who's also called Sandy, but who is kind of incapacitated, so she kind of acts as his voice. And they, so again, when, when this shareholder meeting is coming up, what transpires is that they think that they can get more money from selling the company to the Swedish guy, Matson. Yeah, and they want to push for more money, and that this is all going to erupt in the in the meeting. And then basically, the siblings, because they have a certain amount of power, they figure out that if they band together with Sandy and Stewie and they try to rebel, that they can stall this deal and then get more money first. As you said, they're probably panicking because they think they need more money. So yeah. again, yeah. I'm completely enthralled. I'm just like, oh my god, this is going to happen. I th- I was thinking into the last ten minutes that there were actually going to be a meeting. Um, at the end of the episode, I'm kind of disappointed there wasn't, but it gives you something to look forward to, um, uh, you know, in the next few episodes. But again, it's this, it's this palace intrigue, and it's the breaking off, and it's the, you know, the plotting against the main, the the, the king who, who is Logan. That that's something that just, I, as you say, just completely captivates you. It draws me in, and I'm just, I'm, I'm in. I'm plan and sinker in. Yeah, because you see, like that first episode. They, like Connor calls them the Rebel Alliance in the second episode when they turn up at the rehearsal dinner. Like they're so united, united in a, nev- in a way that we've never seen. You can kind of see Roman side-eyeing things, but otherwise they're like all in and they go all in on Pierce, even though Roman does have reservations. And then you're going into the second episode, they're like reviewing the content that Pierce does. And this is again where I think they kind of show their ineptitude when it comes to media and stuff because like they they th- they think it's bad but at the same time they don't know what how it should change like Kendall's like what hyper local hyper global is on about yes. covering all of Africa which yeah. what does that mean white man tell me that um and he's trying to pitch it to the assistants and whatever else um and it's just you can see then again uh Shiv gets wind about the divorce and that uh, Tom's tied up all the divorce lawyers in New York so she's like fucked essentially she won't get a good lawyer and Logan's helped him with that Um, so they're in like a tricky position there she is also getting wind of this deal she's onto Sandy and she's the one who's kind of pushing it initially Kendall's not interested Kendall's like let's go for Pierce whatever Roman is definitely not interested he's like we've done this now we have something here let's start something new why are we getting involved in all this whatever and then, obviously, Kendall gets a call from Madsen, but he's also in touch with Stewie as well. Yes. It's so, again, it, it, I realise now, when you were just going through it there, which was ex- excellently done there for the fair play, but it actually is so confusing. There's so many moving parts. But yes, so basically, Logan wants to sell the company to the Swedish guy. Alexander Skarsgård, for anyone who is confused like us and has come to us for the correct information. <laughs> Will it be right? I'm not sure, but it's Alexander Skarsgård's character. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård, yes, exactly. Yeah. And now the, but now the siblings want to 
stall this deal to get more money, to get more juice out of the Swede, as they keep on saying, which I think is a very good, it's a great image. Is it a yes. Swede? Is it a person or a Swede? Is it a vegetable? Um, so, but yeah, so it, it, there's, as you say, so many moving parts, but there's so many opportunities for, I guess, deception and betrayal. And I suppose that's that's succession's bread and butter. Um, and then we, we also see Logan deciding that he's going to go into the the news company that that he currently has. He's going to take more. He's going to get more involved. And as you say, that great scene where he's going around, you know, the um, the newsroom like the shark in Jaws, and is basically terrifying everyone. And then gets up on like a load of like um, you know reams of paper to give a speech. This wild and insane speech where he's like, you know, we're, we're going to eat the competition, and they're going to be completely shocked at what this news channel does compared to the other news channels and they're all going to be quaking in their limos. I was like, this is so ridiculous. But then I saw on Twitter, I don't know, I presume it's true, but there's actually a picture of Rupert Murdoch who is apparently the inspiration for Logan doing exactly that, standing on a load of like boxes of paper giving mm. a speech to his employees. So sometimes, I, I mean, t- sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. But um, so again, it shows, uh, I think there's a few things at play here. As you say there, the siblings are getting more and more hell-bent on getting revenge. Roman's getting cold feet. Then this, when it comes to the actual business, there's a few cracks starting to appear among, the, let's say, the board members of Logan's company. There are some who want to push for more money, some who want to just get it done and get the, get, get the sale through to Matson and then to live happily ever after with their huge dividends that they're going to earn from this. Look at me using the word dividends. <laughs> I mean... Okay, business correspondent. Okay. I swear to God, yeah. There's, there's a reason I put on this blazer before recording this, <laughs> recording this podcast. Um, and then there's Logan, who is who is kind of looking forward to taking a, maybe a step back from this sprawling business and focusing on his one true love, which is the news channel. And that's where you see him, you know, as I say, going into the newsroom and planning on making a few changes. Apparently Sid, <laughs> who is the head of news, is going to be on the way out. And maybe Kerry, his beloved assistant, and I say that in inverted commas because I think she might be assisting him in more than just business uh, matters, might be getting on TV. Fanula, I laughed so much when you said that, that Kerry's audition tape was you on the six o'clock show on Virgin Media. <laughs> I nearly died. That was me the first time when I was doing it with Ray and I, di- I didn't move. I she, uh, So Kerry was very armsy in her delivery or didn't know where to arm. I stood like I was bolted to the chair when I did it the first time at Ray. I was like, hello. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can text here and we love to read your emails. It was, it was hard, but like incredible watching it. And I suppose it was interesting to learn her true ambitions because I feel like everyone at the end of season three, well, not everyone, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Like, that's the whole, like, she's trying to, she's like, she's trying to get with Logan, obviously, have the child. That's the new successor because whatever. But then when you actually stand back and think about it, like Logan's, like Logan's insane in many ways. He's not that insane. Like he has a business edge. That wouldn't make any sense. Um, But then it's also like, that wasn't Carrie's ambition. Carrie just wants to be on TV, which like relatable girl, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should, yeah. Give us more, give us more tips on how to do that, Carrie. Um, yeah, I kind of felt, I did like on a personal level, I felt really sorry for her. I'm like, it is hard to read off a teleprompter. Like you don't know what it's like. I was like saying to It's the smiling. What did you think of um, Tom sending Greg to 
break the bad news that she wasn't going to be on TV and well, Greg's guess, delivery. And also Logan being like, I'm not involved. No nepotism here. I'm not involved. Is that even nepotism? It's not really nepotism if you're getting with someone, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, shagatism. Um, shagatism. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just think, that, yeah, again, so like, well, I guess Greg, um, well, Tom saw Greg's new haircut and was like, this man needs to be hiring and firing people. Um Logan, I think, was viewing it as a test. You know, he was asking, he asked Tom, you know, what do you think? Is he going to be honest with me or is he going to be sycophantic and just, you know, is he going to realize that I'm sleeping with my assistant and therefore I want to put her on TV and he's going to facilitate that? So, Mm. again, at the end of the episode, Tom was like, she needs a bit of work. She's very raw. Um, And, you know, there might be a few, you know, there's going to be a need for prep. I thought, okay, fair play to Tom, that he actually, you know, he didn't back down and he didn't just be a rollover for Logan. Uh, but again, it would mean, I mean, sending Greg to do to, to deliver bad news is like sending a cocker spaniel. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's, it's unbearably cute. Magic. It was it was when she leaves the room and she's like, if I find out uh, there was no focus group, I'm going to take you apart like a human string cheese. And, and then she leaves and Greg's like, I did the job. I did the job. I did the job. I did the job. It just show, he's always going to be Greg at heart. Like you can polish a turd, you can put a suit on a cocker spaniel. They're always going to be a cocker spaniel. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, it's just so. But like, I, but I, then at the end, you know, so Logan goes and he confronts all the kids, Connor included, at this karaoke bar. Yes. Oh, well, we should say. Yeah, we should say. So this is like the the rehearsal dinner. The kids have missed it because the dad has fucked with them in terms of getting transport there. He fucks up their helicopter, so they turn up late. Willa is on the way out as the kids are coming and Willa's like kind of having cold feet. Connor's having a banger over this. So he's like, I want to go, f- let's do karaoke, whatever. So they goes to this absolute dive bar. The kids are like horrified. Connor is like, I'm a man of the people. I'm here. This is great. They go into the back room. They're doing karaoke. The kids are still trying to do business like while Connor's trying to sing and like be de- also be depressed and like be worried. And then as you said, Logan comes and crashes the party because he gets wind that there's potentially another coup happening. You should have heard the gasp I let out when I saw that Logan had arrived to the karaoke bar. It was like, you know, you'd let the helium out of a balloon. I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, I saw him like go in with his security guard and then he just comes in and he sits down. And then that's where they have the final confrontation where he's, you know, he tries to apologize. That <clears throat> was, again, remarkable. Um, for what he's done. Now, as Shiv says, what are you apologizing for? But it's but was it, scene for all... Was well, it sincere? Was it sincere no. is the thing? Because I was... Are you, Do you not think? I? It's This is what I love about it. It's so hard to tell because she, as you said, she's like, be specific. So was Kendall. Connor is still in like, touch with him and Connor's the one who's facilitated this. He let them know that they were there. Connor mm. wants them all to kind of come together and Connor's like, he wants to apologise, let him apologise. Roman is kind of half entertaining it. Like, it just goes to show again, like, they're all... They're, in some ways, I'm like, they're all out for themselves because why else would Logan turn up? But at the same time, I was kind of believing it. Were you not? I think... Maybe there's a certain part of Logan that is like, okay, I need to get my kids back. Maybe there's a certain part that maybe he does feel remorse about the way he treated them. But ultimately, he's a business guy at heart. So I think mm. that's why we see, you know, I, I think he was doing this. It was kind of like a business transaction. He's going back to get his kids back so he can secure the deal with Matson, with the Swedish guy, so he can make sure that they don't give up any, you know, that they don't cause him any ruckus at the board meeting the following day. Um, and that, you know, that he can, again, he can find, get this huge deal through at the end of his business career. And then, then he can 
you know, rest, uh, sit on his laurels or whatever that phrase is. Um, so I think that's that's really what he was at. And I guess, you know, uh, making up with his children was just a, a sideshow, you know, and that, I mean, maybe he was happy about that, but I ultimately think the, his ultimate, his, his drive, his constant drive is business, is getting the best. Because if he really cared about his kids, he wouldn't have scheduled the board meeting for the following day missing Connor's wedding and taking Roman out of it. And again, trying to break up the alliance that's between the three, the, the, the siblings, between Kendall, Shiv and Roman. Now he's he's managed to find the crack. He's gotten, he's asked Roman to come on board. And we saw Roman slink back into the room and, um, uh, you know, and make the deal with the devil who is his own father. And uh, it seems that he's going to be back on board. Yeah, what do we think is going to happen there? Like, is Roman fully... Like, do you think Logan's being legitimate when he's like, I need you? Because that's all Roman wants here. You can see it in his eyes. Karen yes, Culkin, incredible tragic. performance here. The twitch of the smile just killed me. He knows he, he knows exactly. I think we said this at the, very, when we, at the start of our conversation. You know, Roman is... I feel as if Roman's going to be betrayed in this, in this series. And it, I think it starts now. As you say, Logan knows exactly how to play Roman. He knows that all he wants is love. He so he he, he th- throws him a little bit of it, and then he manages manages to entice him back into the into the trap. Um, but there's also a very, um, I think there's a there's a business reason for this. All the time, whenever the negotiations were going on between Matson, the Swedish guy, and ATN and Logan, Roman was always the go-between. He was the guy that Matson was able to relate to, that was able to communicate best with. That's why he's been brought back. I think. We will have to wait and see. I'm so excited. It's so good, Vanula. I just It's so good. It's so good. So good. I'm so sad it's gonna be over now. It's really coming solidifying for me that this is the last season. Mm. And I, I but I just don't know how it's gonna end. And that's like that's the beauty of it. It's oh fair play to succession. Well done them. Well done them. We must talk about your dangerous liaison uh theory the next episode because we didn't even get a chance to come at that but I thought it was really interesting Um, so let's regroup in two weeks Um, but in the meantime Owen a pleasure to have you on the inaugural episode of Suckheads (laughs) (laughs) I hate that title what have I done that is it from Suckheads this week we will see you in two weeks for our next episode uh, and new episodes of Flap Culture as normal Regularly scheduled programming is going ahead every Thursday, so stay tuned for that. This has been edited by Adam Shanahan. An absolute pleasure and a big thank you to Owen Keane again for joining me for this bonus season. The Roys might not be serious people, but they certainly are. Goodbye. Goodbye.